96.7 FM WTOB. And you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. Today, we have a very special guest in studio today, Alicia uh, Barnhart. And Alicia, I have worked together since 1998. Can you believe that, Alicia? It is hard to believe. Time (laughs) flies when you're having fun. Alicia is our right-hand girl for long-term care. Uh, She analyzes all the long-term care insurance programs that are available to us and helps us do casework and design work for different cases. Um, Alicia, why don't you talk to the audience and tell them the two different types of long-term care policies they could look at? Absolutely. So there are two main ways to mitigate the risk when it comes to long-term care. There's traditional long-term care insurance and asset-based long-term care. I like to use the analogy owning your contract versus renting. Traditional is probably the cheapest way to buy the most amount of long-term care, but just like rent, your rates can go up. There's no exit strategy and there's no benefit if you die and don't need care. And that's why they've come up with these great alternatives called asset-based long-term care that are written on a life insurance or annuity chassis. They have a benefit whether you live, whether you quit, or whether you die. You know, over the years, Alicia, I think one of the biggest pushbacks I've gotten from clients is that thought about, well, if I buy this stuff, I'll never use it. You know, nobody thinks they're going to get sick or, you know, and it's just a waste of money. And that's why I like asset base myself. I would agree. In fact, I've been in the business for 26 plus years and I've seen really a shift in the industry and a lot of people don't like the traditional because again, they use it or lose it. And we're seeing a lot more people drawn to those asset-based products because of the guarantees that you get. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about those uh, a little bit. There's two types of asset-based long-term care policies, correct? That's absolutely correct. They're written on a life insurance chassis and an annuity chassis as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So describe how the life insurance chassis would work. Absolutely. The wonderful thing about the life insurance chassis is if you live and need care, you're going to be able to access your death benefit for long-term care purposes. And once you exhaust the death benefit, if you do, there's additional long-term care benefits if you get that you can get. Also, in addition to that, if you die and don't use it, there's a tax-free death benefit. And most of these policies also earn cash value. So if you change your mind, there's some or all of your money can be returned. Yeah. It's kind of like I I tell people, it's like taking uh, money out of your right pocket and putting in your left pocket. Absolutely. And typically you can leverage your money anywhere from three, four or five times or even unlimited amount of money for long-term care purposes. Yeah. You know, um, the annuity side of it and really requires a big lump sum upfront payment into the into the annuity. And like you say, it does leverage those dollars up to three times. So if you bought a let's say a hundred thousand dollar long term care annuity, you'd get three hundred thousand dollars of of benefit. Absolutely. And those tend to be a little bit more liberal as far as when the underwriting uh, happens on these life insurance or annuity chassis. And with that, you're able to have more leniency on those products and solutions. And again, you can leverage your money tax free for care. And that's a big deal. And then if you don't use it, that annuity passes on to your beneficiaries. Yeah, I was about to ask you about the uh, tax uh, ramifications for this, these benefits. I think both of them, it's tax free. 
Absolutely. These are all 7702B tax qualified long-term care plans. And what that means is any benefits that you receive will come out tax-free for long-term care purposes. What's really nice about the annuity chassis is let's say you started off with a $50,000 annuity and it grew to a hundred. If you take distributions from that, then typically you'll pay taxes on it or you will pay taxes on it unless you transfer it again from your right pocket to your left pocket into one of these LTC annuities, then you can get those out tax-free for long-term care purposes. You know, a lot of times what I see is folks come here and, you know, their biggest accounts are like their qualified accounts, like their 401ks and their IRAs. How how can they leverage those for long-term care if they wanted to? Absolutely. There are some solutions now that will take qualified money directly to be able to pay for long-term care expenses tax-free. I like to use the analogy, it's like a McDonald's Happy Meal. You're essentially buying an IRA that spits off money and kind of like internal required minimum distributions to pay for a life policy that provides tax-free long-term care. You're never going to get out of paying Uncle Sam, Doug, but what you can do is you can spread that tax liability out over time and then also convert your taxable dollars into tax-free long-term care benefits. Is there any negatives about spreading the payments over time? Absolutely not, unless, of course, you wanted to do a lump sum. If you have the capability, there are some discounts if you pay it in one lump sum rather than paying it over time. From a cash flow perspective, obviously, you're able to stretch out those payments, but you do get a discount if you pay it all in one lump sum. Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show, and we've got a very special guest in, Alicia Barnhart, and we're talking long-term care uh, today the pros and the cons of the different types of policies. What I'd like to do now is make you an offer. If you want to um, email info at thewealthguardians.com, we will send you our long-term care information bundle. It's going to have a lot of good uh, articles in it. And also for the first three who do it, we've got this great little book called Don't Go Broke in a Nursing Home. Be glad to send to you. So that's info at thewealthguardians.com. You know, some of these policies have inflation riders in them. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Cost of care is pretty expensive right now. In fact, on average, it's about $90,000 a year. That's today's dollars. What are we seeing now? you know, in in every industry, we're seeing inflation. So what we want to do is be able to keep up with the cost of inflation. So if you don't need care for 5, 10, 15 plus years, you can put a rider on there that will increase your benefits every year to keep up with the cost of inflation. That way, if you don't need care for 20 years, if you start off with $5,000 a month, that's not going to go very far. Well, that inflation rider, I believe it's almost 25 years, it will double. So at that time, you'll have roughly $10,000 a year. Mm, That's good. You know, another option I like to use is those continuation of benefit riders. Tell us about those. Absolutely. With certain life insurance or annuity policies, what we're able to do is if we need care, we're able to access our death benefit tax-free or our annuity tax-free. But that might not go far enough. So the continuation of benefits, what it does is it gives you the ability to extend that care payment over time. For example, there's one solution out there that gives you a lifetime benefit. It is really true catastrophic coverage. So in that example, you would use your death benefit first, and then the insurance company would continue to pay for care as long as you live and need it. And that's what the continuation of benefit is. It ultimately continues your benefits beyond your death benefit. 
Well, folks, Alicia travels all over the country helping advisors like myself put together these long-term uh, care plans for, for their clients. Uh, we're lucky to get her today. She's live in studio with us. And um, like I said, I've known Alicia since 1998. In fact, she works for a company that uh, does a lot of the back office work for us uh, with the annuities and the life insurance and long-term care. Uh, in fact, the very first uh, piece of business I ever did with Financial Independence Group was with Alicia. It was a long-term care asset-based policy. Remember that? I do. I believe it was Money Guard. <laughs> it was. It was Money Guard. Absolutely. So yeah, it. Uh, you know, a lot of folks um, like the idea of having long-term care, but then what we find is we're getting some hesitancy when it comes time to actually fund a policy for them. What can you tell folks about um, the purpose of having long-term care? It's not just for the patient, is it? Absolutely not. It's for the family. I've always said long-term care doesn't bring families together. It tears families apart. It is really a love solution because your life doesn't end. Someone else's will. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, when we come back from break, you've got an interesting case uh, story that actually happened to you. Uh, and it happens all too often in this country. Um, in fact, my, my wife right now is dealing with uh, a health situation with my father. And, um, you know, it's kind of fallen on, on her. His is not a long-term care situation, but it's a, it's a, it's a health scare nonetheless. So um, with long-term care, let's talk about for the last minute or so the underwriting process. Absolutely. So you've never never been young and healthier than you are today. So all of almost all of the solutions out there require underwriting. On the life insurance side, it depends on the different solutions out there. Some are simplified issue, meaning you just have a phone interview and they base your uh, approval off of what you tell them on the phone interview. That's your health. Uh, and then some uh, solutions off also make you do full underwriting. So they'll order medical records. They're going to want to make sure that you can walk, talk, and uh, you can remember things, that you still have your wits about you. Uh, so they do a little bit more involved underwriting. And then on the annuity side, those are typically all simplified underwriting where you answer some brief health questions and maybe do a cognitive interview. So depending on what solution out there, there can be minimal underwriting or more underwriting. So it depends on health and wealth as to which solution is right for you. That sounds good. Well, before we go into break, I want to do, as we do in every show, I want to thank all of our service members, our veterans, and our first responders for your sacrifice and your family sacrifice for keeping us all safe. Thank you so much. Well, this is Doug Ray, and with me today is uh, Alicia Barnett, and the show's The Wealth Guardians. We're helping you to retire the job and keep the paycheck. This is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. And you're listening again to the Wealth Guardians radio show with Doug Ray and today our special guest, Alicia Barnhart. Um, if you just joined us, Alicia is our expert in long-term care. She helps us design cases for our clients, uh, helps us find the, the proper insurance companies that uh, have some of the better long-term care policies out there. And before we went on break, Alicia, we were talking about the underwriting process. Um, some policies, if somebody is declined for a health reason, is there an option they can turn to? 
Absolutely. There's actually a new solution out there that is guaranteed issue. And it is on a single premium annuity chassis, so you do have to have a lump sum for it. But what it does is it provides tax efficiencies and additional leverage for long-term care purposes. So even though you don't go through underwriting at all, you still get some benefits and the ability to increase your long-term care benefits, again, with tax efficiencies. Yeah, I think Bryce in our office just had a case uh, similar to that uh, not too long ago. Oh, fantastic. I think you're still working on it, actually. So, well, you also mentioned in the first segment how long-term care insurance uh, is not necessarily just for the the patient only. Uh, You were telling me before we went on air uh, about a story that actually happened to you. Do you mind sharing that with us? audience? Absolutely. I sure do. And again, just as a reminder, I said long-term care doesn't bring families together. It tears families apart. And a lot of times in a family with family dynamics, you have kids spread out all across the United States. Well, take my family, for example, and this is what I was sharing with Doug. I am the oldest daughter in closest proximity. I live roughly an hour and 15 minutes away from my mother. She's been twice widowed. My stepdad died at the beginning of the pandemic. I have an older brother who's 10 minutes away from mom. I have a younger brother who's four hours away from mom and a sister who's roughly four and a half hours from mom. Well, she got COVID pretty bad. And even though we're not talking long-term care, uh, it's very relevant. So I took off every day for two weeks. I drove down to see mom to make sure she was okay, to take her medicine, to take her food, to look through that door. And just, again, I love my mom. I I wanted to be there for her. Ask me how many times, Doug, my older brother, who was 10 minutes away, came over to help mom. I don't know. I'm afraid to ask. (laughs) The answer is zero. And I love my brother. If he was sitting here, uh, I would say the same thing. He's going to come over and do the heavy lifting and cut the shrubs, fix the power, uh, you know, do things like that. Uh, He is not a caregiver, and oftentimes you see the oldest daughter in closest proximity give up her life uh, and maybe move in with mom, or maybe mom moves in with her, and that's difficult to do, right? I have twin boys. They're 15. Uh, What is that going to look like when mom needs care? You know, I'm going to probably have some resentment towards my brother who's 10 minutes away who's not doing any of the caregiving. Maybe my younger brother who's four hours away is telling me what to do with mom's money. It's just, again... Uh, it, it can cause resentment, and oftentimes one person does more of the caregiving than others. You know, the fact is, with modern medicine, we're all living longer now. doesn't necessarily mean we're not going to get frailer as we age. You know, in a lot of different workshops I do, I have the audience uh, raise their hand if they've ever known anybody that's gone into a long-term care facility, or for that matter, home health care as well. Almost every hand goes up. I mean, it's so it affects so many people out there. Uh, let's talk a bit about home health care because nobody likes the idea of going into a facility. Do these policies cover the home health care side of it? They absolutely do. In fact, 90% of all claims, if someone has a long-term care solution, is in the home. People don't want to go into a facility. As you said, it's also a lot less expensive. It's typically about half the cost of nursing home. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, if anybody out there is uh, interested in getting some more details on long-term care, we've got a uh, long-term care information bundle that I'd like to send to you. All you have to do to request it is to email info at thewealthguardians.com, and we'll get that uh, long-term care information bundle right out to you. And also, for the first three that do that, I've got a nice little book that will go along with it uh, called Don't Go Broke in a Nursing Home. And uh, 
got some interesting stories uh, uh, in this book and and um, and so forth. You know, <clears throat> I've I've had experience with long term care in my family. My grandmother um, had an issue. She was a hundred before she passed away, but as she got older into her nineties. Uh, she had to go into a facility, and she couldn't afford it, so she had to use Medicaid. Um, some of these facilities are not that wonderful. Hers certainly was not. Uh, I certainly would have rather seen her go into something much nicer than that. Um, my, uh, my wife's grandmother had to go into a facility. Uh, she had Alzheimer's. And uh, it got progressively worse, as the disease does. But, you know, fortunately, they were able to put her into a a nicer facility. And I think one of the great things about these long-term care policies, if you go ahead and and buy these things, um, you then have control over whatever facility that you want to go to or need to go to. Absolutely, you do. And and also, it provides relief for your family. They can now supervise the care rather than provide the care, which is why I have a policy. So my kids can, you know, first of all, so they love each other when after I pass away, and they'll talk to each other, but mostly so that they can supervise that care rather than provide the care. I want to talk briefly about uh, life insurance policies and how they have the living benefits riders on them and compare and contrast those to actual long-term care policies. Absolutely. So they are solutions as well. There's a lot of different solutions out there. Um, There's chronic illness riders, and that basically allows you to accelerate your death benefit for care. But once you run out of death benefit, there's no additional long-term care benefits. And those benefits can also be taxable. And some of the policies out there, you have to actually need care for the rest of your life to be able to access them. There are some really good ones, but there's also some really bad ones. So you have to really pay attention to those. And I would encourage you, if you do have a policy, to review those because the differences are really big. Whereas on the long-term care policies, they're always going to be tax-free. And you're typically going to always get more than just the death benefit, especially if you add the continuation of benefits. So they're really more long-term care focused. The life insurance is secondary, whereas some of these chronic illness riders or LTC riders, they have great benefits, but they're really life insurance focused and the long-term care benefits are secondary. Yeah. So Alicia, what is the average stay, if you will, in in a long-term care facility? Gosh, Doug, I'm not a real fan of, of averages, but, uh, you know, they're, they're real. So Alzheimer's on average is about 8.2 years. Uh, on the flip side, uh, if when you're listening or hearing about averages out there in the industry, you're hearing Medicare averages. So that doesn't include home care. So the average is 2.75 years in a facility. Wow. You know, I, I remember a story about uh, this lady who had dementia and Alzheimer's. And she had a long-term care policy. And this has been, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And she had a Cadillac policy. It covered her for, for life. And I think at that time, this was the largest payout of benefits ever because she was in a facility for like 15 years. And this policy paid out over a million dollars. Do you know of any stories that have beaten that record? I do. I actually, we were just discussing this uh, in our office last week. There is a 25-year claim. Can wow. you believe that? Wow. It's insane. 
it's hard to believe someone can live that long with a chronic illness. Yeah. And and I can't even imagine how much that would have cost out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh it's amazing and you know, this uh unfortunately Alzheimer's is affecting a lot more people. I I remember a good friend of mine who's a financial advisor um had remarried this wonderful lady and um I think two years after they were married, she got early onset. She was a nurse, and uh, I think she lived with it for about four or five years, and then she passed away from it. So it's uh, tough. It is. It's a horrifying disease. In fact, they're saying now one person every 33 seconds will be diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So hopefully they're going to come up with a cure because they're saying right now over 6 million Americans have been diagnosed, and that, that number is expected to double. You know, I saw something uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago about this new medication that's coming out. Do you know anything about that? I don't. Um, I've heard a little buzz here and there, uh, but I certainly hope it works because otherwise we're in for, for a big awakening when all these people need care down the road. That's statistic. Did you say diagnosed every 33 seconds? One person every 33 seconds. Oh, that's unbelievable. It is. Wow. Okay. So there's definitely a need for for some long-term care insurance out there. And again, I want to offer you folks uh, the ability to get from us a long-term care information bundle. Uh, It's got a lot of good information in it, a lot of stuff that Alicia and I have been talking today. Uh, It explains in detail the difference between the old standard traditional long-term care policies and the asset-based policies. Uh, So if you want some of that, we'll be glad to ship it out to you. It's Just email us at info at thewealthguardians.com. And again, I've got a nice little book for the first three folks that email us called Don't Go Broke in a Nursing Home. And so uh, info at thewealthguardians.com. Well, Alicia, what else can you tell us about long-term care we haven't talked about today? I think the biggest thing is to go talk to your family about what your desires are. So even if you decide not to get a solution, Your money is your plan. Most people don't understand that by not having a plan, by default, their money is their plan. So have a a written plan of care. Talk to your your family about it. Make sure they know where you want to receive your care, how you want to receive your care, and how you're going to pay for it. You know, I've heard this from folks over the years. I just laugh. You know, he'll look at me and he'll say, well, she's going to take care of me. I mean, come on. (laughs) You know, when people don't understand that taking care of the chronically ill can actually make you chronically ill. I watched my mom take care of my stepdad. He was sick for eight eight months, and it nearly killed her. Yeah. You know, I I look back, and I I tell these people, I said, okay, can your wife pull you out of bed now and take you to the bathroom? She's not going to be able to do it when you're 80 if she can't do it now, right? That's right. And she's going to be frail at that time as well. Exactly. So again, folks, I want to get some information to you. It's uh, our long-term care information bundle, chock full of good stuff. So if you want it, email us at info at thewealthguardians.com, and we'll get that right out to you. Well, Alicia, I've really enjoyed uh, having you on the program today. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Like I said before, we go back a long ways to 1998. Uh, I actually wrote some long-term care back then. <laughs> so, um, folks, if you've uh, you've been listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show, and uh, we are about to run out of time here. So with me today has been Alicia Barnhart, and um, 
Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.